guys the good bad gang podcast your boy sauce i'm riding solo today what up ld let's get it uh yeah it's another day in lagos mama's drop mama's hustle actually um ld took me out uh yeah this weekend to go wash our promotion you LD is a manager now, so you know, took me to a fancy place, uh, Crowd Gourmet, somewhere in VI. Actually, to be exact, uh, it's Mega Blazer. Really nice place. I think it probably should have been a Mega Blazer, but have its own spot, but that's beside the point. It reminds me of London for some reason. Never been to London before, but he has this kind of uh, real prim, clean, white ish type decor. It's pretty cool anyway. Anyway, opened up the price menu. Yeah, kind of expensive. I took it easy on LD. Didn't pick the most expensive stuff of the menu. So it was good. Um, I had the braised braised beef, fried rice. You know, that's my side. You know, to have some fancy drink. I think LD had some um, seafood pasta and stuff like that. So it was really nice. Um, I have no clue why Nigerian restaurants have to be so expensive. This was good. Quality was nice. Like I said, I love the ambience and everything, but everything is so expensive. Actually, this was actually funny because there were some four four people walked in, I think two guys and two girls, and they sat down and happened to be looking at their table. And I saw the way the guys were like flipping through the price menu. Immediately, so I just told LD, look, these guys are in trouble. They are probably going to order Coke. She was like, I'm stereotyping. I'm like, no, nah, the way these guys are flipping through their menu. And the expression on their faces, I could tell this is not what you're expecting. They were probably, you know, fooled into coming in there. Maybe they were with the girls in Mega Blast. Like, oh, let's go get something to eat there. And I was right. Ten minutes later, it was cook on their table. So, yeah, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I think to go out to eat in, like, all those fancy restaurants in Lagos, for, for, people, for two people, I was saying, you have to have at least 50,000 with you, Naira. You know, just de- depends on your your partner. If you guys are going to be having uh, starters, the mains, dessert, maybe a cocktail or two, um, 50K, you might be all right. There's some places that might, you know, stretch you a little bit more, depending on what your partner orders. You know, if you have somebody that's a big guy, then you can be in a whole lot of trouble. But anyway, thanks, LD. It was a great meal. I loved it more promotions so i can have some more free meals but you know it was fantastic i think i, I really enjoyed that so big up ld thanks uh so what else has been going on uh super eagles yeah we won against iceland by the time you're listening to this we could be in the next round or, or argentina kicked our asses whichever one it is or maybe i might tack on to this and add a and do an emergency pod depending on what happens if we win or you hear from me if we lose or oh well till next week it was a good run but it was really exciting the nigerian iceland match you know everybody went crazy when musa scored you know musa for president so hopefully you know when you're listening to this we're also celebrating um argentina's um nigeria's win of argentina's um also 
So that would be, be fun. Yeah, so the Fulani headsmen seem to be another thing that's back on the table again. Not as if it ever went away, but now the latest news of the massacre uh, is just in Plateau State with them terrorizing about 11 villages, you know, the 100 people dead. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. I don't know what more to say. I think I've addressed this in the past. And I'm going to call one of my homies up, Mosaradion. Um, I think she has some kind of, uh, no, honestly, some kind of, she has really strong views about this stuff. So let me call up because I need, I need, I need some backup on this. It's not, uh, it's not something I can discuss on my own. Let me, let me give her a call. Hey, Sass. Yes, good yeah, welcome to the Goodbye Gang podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, sound more enthused now. I was worrying you. You should be excited. <laughs> really black day in Nigeria, isn't it? S- say it again. Uh, I said it's a really black day in Nigeria. We didn't think so. Yeah, I was like, we've, I've, on the podcast before, we've discussed this um, heads stuff. I was like, I'm going to need some backup. I know you have some strong opinions on it. So, like, what's just break it down. What What do you feel? Um, so the reports coming in today state that the killings are as a result of the retaliation for killings of four Fulani headsmen a couple of days ago. So apparently four Fulani headsmen were returning home after their business at the cattle market and they were attacked by some people. They were shot at, forced back into their car and the car was burnt, right? So they were burnt to death. And for that reason, there was a retaliation on the village yesterday in Plateau State. So the attack was on the people of the Berom um, tribe and they were the ones suspected of having committed the murders a couple of days ago of uh, fourth and headsmen. Uh, also today, um, the chairman of the Mieti Allah Castle, um, Castle, whatever association, whatever it is they are called, came out publicly to say, look, this is the retaliation for headsmen that are being killed and for of 300 cattle that were mostly last week. I know there's been talk about people saying these headsmen value their cattle a lot and value their cattle more than human life, but it really doesn't make any sense that these killings happen repeatedly and nobody has been arrested. I haven't heard of any headsmen being arrested or any headsmen being sentenced to death or anything of that sort, but I know a couple of weeks ago I heard about five Christians having been sentenced to death for killing one headman. Now, it's, it's getting ridiculous because it, 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 it's, it's gone past just um, finances now, about money, about losing their source of, 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 of income, you know, this issue about headmen and farmers and land. It's now gone down to it being a religious issue. How can we have so many people being killed? Because really, on the scale of things, more Christians are being killed, more farmers are being killed than headsmen. We haven't had anyone headsman being convicted of anything. We have five Christians being sentenced to death for the killing of one headsman. It, it feels like it's illegal attempt to, you know, wipe out Christians, really. That is how I see it. The keeps saying that. Uh, People will be brought to book, 
What what I what I struggle with? Are we really dealing with headsmen? Is this really like a terrorist group disguised as headsmen? Like I'm really struggling with this, man. So, so on the one hand, people say it's actually really headsmen, and on the other hand, people say, you know what? It's politicians milking the situation, right? Like the king of the four headsmen, the other day, people say, you know what? It wasn't their music. It's just politicians who sent songs commit the murder and make it look like it was used from the Berum group, knowing that the head may want to retaliate, right? And when, of course, this retaliation when people are killed, you know, it's it, it tells back on the government of the nation, right? But on the other hand, like, I would like to believe that narrative, but on the other hand, when you have the chairman of the BSC Alago coming out to say, look, this was a retaliation for uh, our people being killed, how can you now say it's something political? I mean, he's admitting live on air. It's not like it's hidden. He comes out, this is about, I think, the second time I've heard him say, look, there's going to be retaliation. And then you keep telling me it's political. It, it, I know the government wants to say it's political because now they can bury their head under the sun and say, look, no matter what, the people will find a way to, to stop the violence. But when you have people coming to say, look, this is financial, I know it might sound contradictory from what I said in the beginning, but. This man comes out to say all the time that look, this is done because our castles are our castles are being lost. Then we should know that it's it's a it's a financial issue and you know the perpetrators are not hiding. They are coming out to say, look, we did this. How can no one be you know be arrested until now? Yeah, that's the crazy part. If you're publicly taking responsibility for essentially the deaths of people even though you put a small disclaimer there that you don't think is right, but somebody has to be held accountable. Exactly. He, he, he obviously knows, look, these are people committing these crimes. He should be arrested. He, I think his name is Aladi Danladi Shirema or something like that. He should be arrested. He must have this information of who the perpetrators of these crimes are. I mean, over 200 people were killed yesterday. Most of their bodies charged beyond recognition because they were born to death. The, the police say only eight six people were well, in Nigeria. When 10 people die, the police report about two. So we know that really it's about it's more than even 200 when by what I hear. Nobody is being arrested. And the problem now is today I just heard that um, the, the, I don't know what his title is really, but the officer in charge of SARS had his son was killed today in retaliation for this um, killing. Officer, officer in charge of what? The officer, officer in charge of SARS. The uh, um, state and Jarabi's for SARS, you know, the people who have been trained recently for um, brutality against uh, citizens, the officer in charge, mm. his son was killed today. Right, he was on his way to Abuja, and then he was stopped on the road, and people asked what tribe he is, and he heard that he's a Muslim, and of, I think Fulani origin, he was killed on the road. That was confirmed today by Sahara reporters. So now we have innocent mm. citizens. Uh, I, I, yeah, but I like to hold hold the little bricks on those Sahara reporters. Sometimes those guys get their things a little bit, you know. You know what is what is you know rumor, what is true. You know this is how uh, uh, full fledged um, uh, race wars get started by you know nuggets of truth and nuggets of misinformation before you know it becomes something what, what, else. You know, that is out there. It's out, it's out there. Whether it's true, I'm really not sure what I mean. I've seen quite a few reports saying that he lost. 
his son was traveling from Jaws to Abuja and he was stopped and killed on the road. So, I mean, it's a hot mess, really. It's, it's, it's disturbing. We've had this incident happen over and over and nothing is being done. So, but is, is that life uh, coming really cheap in Nigeria and they do something about it? For me, it's just talk, really. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but like, is there really any solution to this stuff? I think the just killings we've been hearing about them since the 80s is like a cyclical thing that happened, you know. I don't know, is this almost like a, our version of the Palestine, uh, Jewish? I don't know, yes. For, for me, having spoken to some of my friends from I have, a, I have a friend who um, actually experienced one of this just stuff, like a real personal story. Um, I'm hoping to get him on the podcast. Like when he told me his story, first I'm like, man, you have to come tell this story on the podcast. Like essentially, it was like a movie, how he got saved and all that stuff. I won't spoil it. I'm working at, I'm working to get him on the podcast to tell that story. But you're right. It's, uh, it's uh, Once those things break out, everybody forgets who it is and the lines are clearly drawn. So it's it, it, it obvious that the state is complicit. And like something um, the late General Sani Abacha said some years ago is that when there's, when there's this reoccurring um, situation and security in, in the nation, it's a lack of more than it is, you know what, the government is involved. I mean, it's just headsmen. How can security agencies not be able to, to, to you know, meet them in the board? These attacks have happened over and over and over again. And nothing is being done. So for me it's obvious that Mr President for some reason probably is not ready to do anything saying that his team and his are his people obviously doesn't want to step on the toes of his own people knowing that he intends to be elected. I mean going after them could you know in a way mar his chances next year. So I think he's trying to be careful but He's a president for everyone. He's not a president for the Fulanese. He's not a president for, for Muslims. He's the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. He's here as the chief security officer of the nation to safeguard each and every life, not just the lives of those from his own tribe or those who worship the same God he does. So it's really disheartening, really, that this is happening all the time and nothing is being done by the government. And really, Personally, today I took, you know, a personal decision to never eat beef again until this whole situation. Wow, yes, so you're, so you're becoming a vegetarian. Once beef strike, I will have fish, I will have turkey, I will have chicken, I will no longer have beef or anything that has to do with cows. Because I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people have to die just because of someone's uh, a pocket, someone's livelihood. You are complaining that you had 300 cattle stolen from you. If I woke up tomorrow and said, you know what, take the money for your cattle, 
you have the money back, but you cannot bring back human life. Yeah, who has that agree? The government, the government could pay compensation for the couple, but there's nothing that can be done about those people who have been killed. And what you have is this continuous step of right cycle rather of of the anger and hatred. Two hundred people have been killed. Obviously, somebody somewhere wants revenge, and then you go back and they revenge, and then the full and headmen then they also have to revenge, and it continues. Yeah. And yeah, I have, I, have to com I have to commend you. You're the first person that I've heard at least is taking like a proactive type um, stance on it where like, you know, I'm not going to eat beef. I've never, I've never heard that take before, which is pretty good. So um, I guess you, you won't eat beef for two of us because I'm still going to eat my meat. <laughs> yeah. I won't eat beef for a long time because I do not see uh, the situation abusing anytime soon. Um, and I don't think that have been preferred is, you know, setting up these castle ranches which is something I would never agree to in my own state. Evidence shows that by the time you family has been moving to a state and say, you know what, this ranch has been captured. Before you do it, you try to encroach into the whole state, and before you do it, you intend to take over the whole state. I do not see why I should give up my land for you to do your business. It doesn't make any sense. Pay for your business just like everybody else does. And I can remember the governor of Kano State, I think it's Kanduji, saying that he has enough land for every cattle in Nigeria to move to Canada. So why not take that option? Why not go into a state where there's more than enough land? Why are you intentionally trying to stay in a, in a place where there isn't even enough land for the citizens of the state and where you actually have to go into their farms and eat their crops? I can't give up my own livelihood just so you can have your own means of livelihood. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, my dad even has my dad even has a my dad even has a farm, and the cut and the herdsmen have come onto his farm a couple of times. They actually broke. He actually has a fence round. They actually broke it and came in to the farm. So those guys are creating havoc everywhere. Yeah, 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 it's criminal, and it, for me, it's the, it's the sense of entitlement, and they don't feel like they do anything wrong. For them, their cattle have to eat, and they do not care what they have to do. Their cattle do not care. That they are encroaching on my own on my own source of livelihood just so that their own source of livelihood doesn't dry up. I think that if the governor of Kanoki has offered them land, they should all move there and be amongst people of the same religion. And you know what? If anything happens, I mean, you guys put yourself out to not only go back to the land and then, you know, try to take it over. It doesn't make any sense. And I mean, the governor of the state. I'm really not sure how if you intend to run for election next year, I mean I would tell you to pay this money I would be shocked if you win next year. You are sure no sense of I don't know what more to use. If you see the future of the state, you have thing to take to the side of the headmen over the, the lives of his people. I remember when the, the, the killing happened in Bayway City he basically mocked the governor or some of them and saying, look, you should have allowed the testament to do what he wants. To me, it doesn't make any sense that once the chief secretary of state is ready to, you know, mortgage the lives of the citizens just because he thinks speaking against the testament might cost him the election next year. I will be very shocked if he wins the election next year. And he has done nothing to ask for his people. All right, sir, gentlemen, thanks for um, letting me bother you.
So time for the Juro of the week. Uh, for our first time listeners, uh, Juro is our Instagram psychologists. You know, people write him, tell them all their relationship problems, all sorts of problems. And, you know, I guess behind the scenes he calls them and people get to comment. And on the pod, if you'd like to pick one, I kind of break it down and give our own opinions on it. So for this week, uh, it goes, advise me like I'm your fam. Should I break up with my girl? Hello, bro, Joro. Good evening. I have this issue bothering me. Hear me out, please. You can share on your blog if you please. I've been dating my girlfriend for three years now. Good relationship. Everything doing well. No problem. So here it is. My girlfriend and her mother took me to this church in Agungi area. Prayers were intense and all. They saw vision and things about me I haven't even told my girl before. So here's what unsettling me with it. My girlfriend said the prophet wanted to tell me something about my about my hindering in my life. The prophet said my mother and my grandmother were the source of my problems in life and I should be wary. It was shocking and stupid. But what baffles me is the fact that my girlfriend and her mother support. They believe everything this prophet says. Is this a reason why I should break up with her? My mother has always loved me and cared for me. I love her uncontrollably. Oh, okay. So this is a really interesting one, and it I you know it gets me all sorts of um, angles from it, because depending on what you think about all the spiritual matters and all this stuff, one way to think about it, this could just be a scam. Maybe this guy has money and you know he's gonna be wanting after the other. You know, the, they're going to ask him for this, ask him for that before he knows he's going to be broke. And this mother and daughter tandem have, you know, sucked him, drive all his money, right? And what was interesting is also, you think, okay, if it's a scam thing, what did, did the prophet or whatever they took him to, did they have like a private investigator? And that's how they hope to dig up debt on him and make it seem like a, uh, some vision as like wow I never told my girlfriend I didn't know all of this and that is a real possibility that's a real scam right now on the other hand in like a lot of people are religious you believe in God I believe in God most people believe in God so you know you can't believe in God and you know counterintuitive not to believe in the devil right if you believe in God more likely than not you have to believe in the counterbalance to that which is you know the devil so is it possible that really there's some demonic forces here and it's coming from your mother's and grandmother's side that's really hindering your life and stuff, whatever it is? Because if you really believe in God, you know, you believe in all that stuff, then maybe this is your deliverance, right? Or it's just maybe it's even twisted in the other way where it's a demonic church and they're actually trying to rope you to do something sinister to your parents or whatever it is. Anyway, my advice here is, you know, uh, break up with her, man. This this is not what it's, there's no, uh, I don't believe anybody should come and tell you that your mother is the source of your problems, especially when you have such a g- great relationship with her. It sounds like, you know, so this to me, you, this is where you run, 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 run as far as, as far as you can. Because for somebody to, you know, it's funny, you know, it's funny because a lot of times, we like to ask the questions of who, right? Who, who, who is the person that is hindering my life? Who, we never ask the what. What can I do to get to a better place, right? 
So you have always asking the question, who, 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 who? And that's why people keep on running from mountain to mountain and you are looking for the who. They want the person to tell you who is that person there, that person there that's, you know, making things not go your way. Instead of asking, what can I do? You know, where can I change myself, right? A lot of times we're looking too much at the outside, especially the Africans, we're looking for the who. The who, who did it, you know, who caused it, who, who, who is, you know, taking my destiny, my style, whatever you want to call it. I'll say run. You know, that's your family. She brought you up. Of course, everybody has all heard the stories and seen the Nollywood movies on how the family people are the ones, you know, dimming your star. I don't believe in all that stuff, you know. Uh, anyway, nothing. If you want to go deep into it, you know, salvation is personal. You can pray. Nothing stops you from seeing that vision. Some holy man doesn't have to tell you any vision for you to, you know, know what's going on in your own life. So anyway, break up block their numbers and run as far as you can from them that's what i'll say and on that note we've come to the end of another episode of good bad gang follow us on all social media it's good bad gang on instagram it's good gang bang it's good it's good bad gang on twitter it's good bad gang on facebook send us a mail like our shit listen tell a friend to tell the friend and uh yeah see you next week thanks for listening Hi, Rosie. Can I have a dance? No, ugly. Who are you talking to? Well, dedicate this one to all those men who go to the party and the girl don't want to dance with you. Okay, can I have a dance? Rosie, ah, my friends are watching. Rosie, ah, they will laugh and fam. Rosie, ah, so can I have a dance? Rosie, Lord have mercy. But why? But why? Rosie, baby, you don't want to dance with me. Ah, but why? But why? Rosie, baby, you don't want to dance with me. Joa, it is me. It is me. Mr. Blackie. Mr. Fancy. So can I have a dance? Rosie, ah, my friends are watching. Rosie, ah, they will laugh and fun. Rosie, so enjoy the kaju. Rosie, Lord have mercy. From the mic is King Blackie. I tell you, Rosie, don't want to dance with me. She first hear me fine, but me look ugly. And this is something I telling everybody. Break me no fret and me say, worry me, no worry. Break me no fret and me say, worry me, no worry. This girl like Rosie don't want to dance with Blackie. And I'm the first that start to laugh and laugh at me just a dance. Rosie, me friends are watching. Rosie, yeah, they will laugh and fam. Worry me, no worry. We go the party about at 7:30. I tell you, Rosie, don't want to dance with me. In front of my friend, she had disgraced me. Me ask her to dance, and she give me a show. And in English, it show me no. Say hot and cold, this girl she a blow. Me beg you, Rosie, come and dance with me. Can I have a dance, Rosie? Ah, my friends are watching. Rosie, ah. Say worry me no worry. Break me no fret and me say worry me no worry. This girl a Rosie don't want to dance with Blackie. She don't know I'm Nigeria's Mr. Sexy.
Thank you, Rising Summer. 